whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have my next guest here. We have Lauren Bush Lauren, who is the founder and CEO of Feed. And if you have not seen Feed, maybe... I'll give you a little hint. It's the feed bags that are just beautiful that started about 15 years ago. I first saw them in uh, Whole Foods Market as I was uh, stocking shelves at Hint or for Hint in, in the market. I think I saw these bags and purchased a few of them and thought, oh my gosh. It was probably the first real social entrepreneurism effort that I had seen and uh, and definitely very, very cool looking and they've only gotten better over the years. So every feed bag product sold, by the way, provides school meals to children through direct donations uh, to on-the-ground partners. Since 2007, Feed has helped provide over 126 million school meals. I mean, 
amazing. Something to definitely uh, be so proud of as a as a company and as a social entrepreneur, for sure. It's so cool. Uh, but I can't wait to hear more about Lauren's journey in building this incredible company and hear all of her wisdom and lessons. So thank you for coming on, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I love your podcast and um, this is a treat. Thank you. Well, very, very fun. And I know you know some of the other entrepreneurs that we've had on as well. So I I love that there's like this little network out there of super great entrepreneurs (laughs) trying to do really good things. Thank you. Yeah, I am honored. So I'd love to hear your backstory. You and I were talking for a minute. So you grew up in in Texas. And uh, did you always think you were going to be an entrepreneur? Um, it's funny. I didn't sort of set out to be an entrepreneur. In some ways, I was an accidental one. But if I do think back to like childhood memories and things I would do sort of in my spare time, it was the lemonade stands, creating jewelry and selling it at craft fairs. Like I was always sort of making things and trying to sell sell them to people, flower stands, um, organizing neighborhood kids to, you know, do this, that and the other. So it 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 is something that comes naturally and something I always enjoyed, again, when I was little, when it was an, a mandated activity, it was just sort of free time to play and explore. Um, so it's it, it makes sense now. Where did this, uh, this idea for social entrepreneurism come about for you? So basically, I had the, you know, eye-opening, life-changing opportunity to start traveling with the UN World Food Program, gosh, almost 18 years ago. Uh, when I was a student in college, and that the time they were looking to get more students active and aware about the fight to end world hunger, and you know, globally, over 800 million people are are hungry. That means they wake up and don't necessarily know where their next meal is coming from, and all these daunting statistics about hunger, and and you know, I would say sort of jarring images that you see on the news became very real for me, and being able to travel to a lot of these you know regions around the world and countries where poverty and hunger persist and and seeing kids specifically born into this you know life of hunger and poverty i really obviously as any human i think would be felt very motivated and inspired to want to do something and to give back and candidly for years felt this frustration and sort of disconnect of like how do i how do i make this overwhelming and massive issue of world hunger more tangible for my peers, other young people who want to give back and do good for the world, but don't necessarily know how to, don't have a big bank account yet and aren't you know, making donations to big UN organizations. Um, how could I be that bridge given what I had seen on my travels? And the program that I, I did see around the world really making an amazing difference is school feeding, which is something we're lucky in the US that the government's able to help you know, fund free and reduced price lunch meals. Um, for kids, and we you know, feed also supports giving school breakfast meals as well as um, summer meals. But essentially, that's like an amazing safety net for kids to not only get that lunch meal a day, that one nutritious meal, maybe two meals, but it's really incentivizing them to go to school, stay in school longer, um, and in essence, with that meal and with that education, they have a much better chance of breaking out of the poverty cycle they are born into. So upon traveling, upon seeing school school meals, you know, done in every which way in urban settings and rural, 
you know, literally PTA style moms from the community come together and mix a big vat of this like, you know, nutrient enriched porridge at the very basic or form tortillas out of it. Um, just amazing to see the many ways that happens around the globe, but just how transformative it is and how, you know, truly it is the reason many kids are going to school and able to stay in school. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to do something specifically to support the school feeding program and really create a way for others to engage and give back as well. Um, Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now, too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part? Each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. 
And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And I, again, loved the other side of my life was going to school, of course, but also I would do design classes and fashion internships in New York City. And I really loved the fashion industry. I'd done a little modeling um, in in high, high school and a little in college and thought, gosh, I really am interested in, in design and in the fashion world. Um, so the aha for feed came from kind of combining both of these um, experiences and I guess personal desires, one of which was to give back to the World Food Program, who was the organization I had traveled with um, to help them, you know, raise money and awareness uh, specifically to, to fund school feeding programs. And then on the fashion front to, yeah, be engaged in something creative and entrepreneurial and, and interesting. Um, and then voila, the feedback, the idea for the, the feedback was born out of those two, two desires. So you were still in college when you developed the bag or were you still kind of incubating the idea while you were in college? I was, yeah. I had the idea. I had the sort of aha moment, I think my junior year of college. And I was, yeah, a year and a half from graduating and having that existential like, oh God, what's next? Um, I had, yeah, like I said, so many interests and was either going to be a humanitarian aid worker and you know, move to Burma and help deliver food uh, however I could, or I was going to move to New York City and design, you know, join a fashion house and learn, learn the trade. Um, and I, at the time, had this idea, again, for the World Food Program, really, actually, initially, I was kind of conceptualizing it more for them to, to kind of own and run and use as a, a, a vehicle to raise funds and awareness. Um, and at some point, after I can get into that, but I, I figured out in the meantime how to sample the bag. You know, I did all the back end in essence and got our first purchase order actually from Amazon.com. Um, you know, right after I graduated from college. And at that point, the UN rightly said, you know, gosh, Lauren, we know you've been working on this project, but we're a UN agency. Legally, we can't be the seller of a product. And I was like, wait, 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 I've been working on this. You know, for a year and a half, 500 kids will be fed with this one purchase order for a year in school. Can't we just like we literally needed a company name or an organization's name to write on the purchase order to fulfill it? And at that point, I said, okay, I'm starting my own company. I will literally just, if anything, just to fulfill this first order, God willing, it will become more and feed more kids. Um, so it really started out of necessity in a way to fulfill that first, pr first purchase order because 
the World Food Program, who's still sort of an amazing giving partner today, said, no, we can't be the entity that sells, sells the bag ourselves. That is so wild. So you really didn't think of launching this as your company. You really wanted to create an idea that somebody else kind of took over. But um, yeah. oh wow, I didn't know that part. That's, I that know I, I don't tell that wild. side of the story often, but it's the truth. Like it's it. Um, I had you know hopes and dreams beyond it, but I certainly didn't start the way many I know founders and companies do with a you know five year plan and this, that, and the other, what, you know, it was truly out of a desire to feed these first 500 kids that, you know, the proceeds from that first purchase order would, would help feed. Were there any other social initiatives out there that you sort of looked at for guidance on how to actually do this? I mean, what was your, um, I, I feel like you probably took little pieces from a lot of different, uh, companies, but I'd love to hear your uh, story yeah, there. totally. I think it was a really interesting time. Feed certainly was more of an anomaly in the sense that, yeah, we were a for-profit company founded very much to give back and to do good for the world. And now it's amazing. There's a B, you know, we are B Corp, but there's a whole B Corp status that companies seek. And so many companies, I mean, most companies have to have that deeper social purpose and mission, which is awesome. So it's been so cool over the last 15 years to sort of have a front row seat to how that evolution has happened. Um, In terms of like peer companies, I look to Tom Shoes, the founder, Blake, and I became great buddies kind of early on. He started his company, I think, you know, six months maybe before feed. So we'd always pal around and sort of compare notes um, the red campaign different, but was starting as well as sort of a, a brand again, to give back, to help HIV and AIDS, obviously founded by Bono and team. So those were kind of peers at the time, um, that were starting and, but I would say, yeah, I mean, as I do today, like I look for inspiration all over the place and learnings and I'm constantly, constantly learning, which is what makes life fun and being a leader a business leader fun. Um, and yeah, whether it be other just pure bag brands or companies or whether it's, you know, other organizations that are giving back. So I, I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to take from, from other, um, I don't even, I don't even think of them as competitors, but just like, like companies. Yeah. Other did you did you work with any of them to sort of partner early on to kind of get the word out or how did you get the word out about feed? Ooh. I mean, God, this really dates me. This was like, you know, Facebook was like just getting started. I know. <laughs> Instagram wasn't know, even around. Right? You know. Um, so it really, you know, my strategy, I would say, for the first seven, eight years, feed really we we built beat on the back of big partnerships and big, you know, with retailers, with brands that had just a bigger reach, more marketing dollars, all the stuff than we had. Um, I set my sights early on, on whole foods market, for example, I'm a Texas girl, they're a Texas company. Um, and I felt what a, what an appropriate moment for you to be grocery shopping, you know, for yourself to feed yourself, feed your family, and then be mindful and giving back to help feed kids in need. So that was an early one. Um, that we went after, but really the first again decade of feed, we partnered with everyone from the Gap to West Elm, William Sonoma, Disney, um, 
Oh my God, I'm going to forget so many. Um, Target, um, Clarence. I mean, these, you know, much bigger brands, much bigger retailers who were looking at the time um, and still to this day for companies like ours that have not only, you know, the give back element in this tangible way. So every product we make and sell, there's a number attached to it that signifies the amount of school meals we're able to give uh, through the purchase of that product. And at the same time, um, we're a product too. So we're also, we, we are kind of a ready-made way for consumers to engage with the cause. Um, so it's been really fun. You know, one of the, the great joys of my job has been kind of meeting those partners, figuring out the mashup between what's, you know, brand right for us, what, what works for them. Um, and then obviously feed being amplified, our mission, our business, our products through that, that partnership. So one of the stories that you shared with me was uh, actually getting into Whole Foods. And I'd love to, for you to share that story just around, uh, you were in college um, and uh, you got over your fear of yeah. going and, and uh, tapping somebody on the shoulder who was speaking, but I'd love to, I'd love sure. to hear the story of how it actually came to be. Sure. I, um, yeah, like I said, when I was sort of concepting the idea of the feedback, I had always thought Whole Foods would be a, a wonderful partner for us. At the time, I, you know, obviously was a college student, didn't know how to get that done. And actually, before I even had a bag um, prototype or sample, I was home in Texas for a school break and my dad was heading to Austin for work and I convinced him to let me tag along. And I went to Austin, kind of cold called, um, knocked on the door of the headquarters, was able to get a meeting um, with a very kind woman from that uh, Whole Foods, from the Austin sort of Texas region who informed me essentially that at the time the Whole Foods Planet Foundation was, you know, focused on issues of obesity and, and nutrition, not so much on hunger. Um, so it wasn't right. And I was like, no, 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 I, I think I, you know, please don't change your philanthropic strategy. I'm asking you to consider purchasing a bag that would essentially help feed kids in school around the globe. So I, I'd love to talk to your your merchants, your buyers, whoever's, you know, in charge of your reusable bag program. Um, so I kind of left the meeting feeling defeated, but still feeling like Whole Foods was that amazing partner for feed. I um, took the time then to figure out, you know, often I, I do think people need to see it to believe it. So took the time to figure out the development, the back end, you know, how to turn a, my idea into a spec and the spec into an actual sample. Um, and with that actual sample, once I had that about, I don't know, six to nine months later, uh, as luck would have it, John Mackey was uh, coming to Princeton where I went to college and he was a speaker. And at the time, the professor who had invited him to be in conversation with him at the, this talk was an ethics professor, Peter Singer, who I had you know, taken his class and um, was friendly with. So I was able to kind of weasel my way into the smaller students dinner he did after his talk. And I sat right next to him and brought my bag sample and sort of worked up the courage after dinner. He was like getting up to leave to say, Hey, tapped him on the shoulder and, you know, gave him the whole spiel about I have, you know, I'm Lauren. I've traveled with the world food program. I, you know, school feeding and here, look, I've designed this reasonable bag uh, made of, you know, natural materials. 
each bag, can you believe it, will help feed a child in school for a year. Um, you know, I think Whole Foods would be the, the best partner. He very kindly, I think, had you know been fielding lots of students' ideas all day. Uh, was very kind and connected me to a deputy who connected me to someone else, and it just kind of faded out. Um, fa- fast forward a year, by that at that point, I a year and a half even, I graduated, still with my bag prototype, still determined to to get it out in the world. At that time, we'd already started selling online on Amazon and getting a lot of traction that way. Um, and as luck would have it, a friend of a friend was the gourmet food buyer in the Northeast region of Whole Foods. And that gourmet food buyer connected me to, you know, the mar- a regional lead of, of a lead marketer who really saw the vision for the feedback and, and saw the synergy that I did and not only convinced that Northeast region to buy the bag, but then convinced, um, you know, essentially took me on a, a bit of a roadshow to all 12 regions of Whole Foods and eventually got signed in, sign in to do, um, yeah, a nationwide distribution, a multi-year partnership in with which uh, we were able to, to fund all the school meals uh, for Rwanda for a year, which just showed, you know, many things, but um, it proves that, you know, you can have this massive impact with the right partner, with the right product, um, you know, having that synergy and alignment, you can really again, have, have such a big impact and feed all this school children. And it was really cool. A lot of the, um, yeah, that lead marketer who I spoke about, but also one of, you know, John Mackey's right hands who has worked with him from the beginning came with me to Rwanda and we actually went and visited schools and, you know, were able to, to, you know, see firsthand, um, that program in action. And yeah, it was extremely, extremely gratifying. It's such an interesting story because it's never a uh, straight road, right, for right. entrepreneurship, whether it's social entrepreneurship or regular entrepreneurship. It's, it's uh, you know, finding your champion. Um, that person is not necessarily the person that seems the most obvious to you, um, but it's uh, truly, exactly. you know, being at the right place, right time, all of yeah. those uh, pieces of this. So I love, love that story. So when you think about your business, you've been uh, in business for 15 years. And how has your business changed in the past couple of years um, since mm-hmm. the pandemic and I guess through the pandemic as well? Yeah, great question. And I would say it's a constant evolution. As we all know, um, the retail landscape has changed dramatically as has our has has our world since 2020 um we were already i would say pr- you know gosh 3 years prior to covid kind of pivoting more to being a direct to consumer business primarily so um and obviously with covid that that helps solidify that strategy and that pivot um i'd say now we're kind of moving back now that the world is opened up again and, you know, Mm -hmm. to being a a bit more omni-channel again, um, which I think is really important right now for, for businesses and consumer brands like ours, but it really was, um, yeah, having that direct relationship to consumers in 2020, I think, because we're all, you know, those of us who could sitting at home, obviously worried about the state of the world and, and concerned for people who were really suffering, um, and wanting to do more, 
you know, is it, it, people were really looking to shop more consciously. Um, so I would say 2020 was a, a really a banner year for for feed because again, people were at home being more thoughtful. I think about yeah, how to give and and where to give, um, and really the cause of hunger. So the reason why feed exists prior to COVID, so prior to 2020, was one of those things that year over year was getting a little better. Actually, more people were getting access to food. There were less, you know, famines and extreme situations. And because of of COVID, but because of also, you know, the war in the Ukraine and climate change and many other reasons, hunger is just exponentially um, more in the last three years. So if anything, you know, I feel more more motivated and, and we need to do more and more quickly even um, to help those in need uh, the last three years. So conscious consumerism, you sort of touched on this. I mean, it's definitely a big deal. And I think it's as consumers, um, I have four kids, I have three Gen Zers who are, you know, they care a lot about supporting brands that they feel like they're helping uh, Mm -hmm. in some way. Talk to me a little bit about what you see as well. And as this consumer I mean, you've been a brand for the last 15 years, but do you think it's mm-hmm. even more and more important? I do. I do. And that's cool to hear about your kids. I think that is, you know, what younger consumers not just want from their the brands they support, but sort of demand. And there is this, you know, I think what was kind of conscious consumerism um, is even more um, more direct and people buy or boycott, boycott from brands and companies whose values don't align with theirs. And, you know, leaders of companies and brands themselves are being held to that higher standard. I think there was an Edelman survey that basically said and showed, you know, as as people have lost faith, let's say in institutions, so in government, and even maybe nonprofits, they're putting more weight into businesses to actually step up and do good for the world and take stands on social issues and be a player um, in these dialogues that I do think even, you know, a decade, two decades ago, businesses were sort of over here, not expect, you know, doing business as usual. And it was really up to nonprofits and the government to do good for the world. Um, And now, you know, those lines have certainly been blurred and more and more people really do look to businesses and hold them accountable um, for not only delivering value to shareholders, but just to have having that greater mission and bigger, bigger, better vision for the world um, on top of that, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. So how do you measure success uh, for feed? I'm, I'm so curious, like, you know, we all have hard days, um, in entrepreneurship, and um, there's, you touched on this earlier, but there's more, often more no's in in the journey than there are yeses. Um, the yeses mm-hmm. you have to sort of hold on to those and embrace them and remember them. But how do you measure success when you think about what Feed has done? I mean, like what what do you what do you smile about? What makes you mm. feel really proud? That's nice. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it's our meal count. So you can find that on our website. Mm-hmm. So the overall tally of the amount of meals we've been able to give, you know, through bag sales, through partnerships, 
through feed suppers, we've raised, you know, community activations and little mini fundraisers we've had. Um, so first and foremost, it's our impact. And then secondly, I think any, you know, as you probably know, when you are a founder and you have a vision and you create something, you put something in the world, nothing makes me smile more than seeing a random stranger walking down the street or in the subway in New York City carrying my bag. Like it's still to this day, yeah. I get such a high <laughs> on seeing that yeah. in the wild and and knowing that something I created, um, yeah, someone's getting use out of and hopefully it's helping them on their day and they're feeling good about the purchase they made and the good they've done through it. Um, so that's still, again, something I get a lot of joy from. Well, what I love about your brand too, is there's probably many people who are on the subway that just liked the bag, right? They they may not know the stats yeah. around what good they're doing, right? Or, um, you, you know, like how much is actually going towards, uh, towards this or um, th- towards this initiative, all of these things, yet it is, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a really powerful thing. I mean, we've had that with Hint where I get the smiles too. People will see that I have a sweatshirt on that says Hint and they're like, oh, do you work for that company? And, yeah. um, you know, I hear their stories. They're just excited to be drinking it, but they don't really know that it doesn't have any sweeteners in it. They don't know that, you know, the brand is yeah. getting people healthier and um, getting people off of things that they shouldn't be drinking. And and I think that you're, what you guys have started is um, not only helping so many people, um, but also providing them with a great product um, that that is uh, spreading the word. So I think it's, it's amazing. I think yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Initiative. Yeah. First and foremost, the product has to be great. The price has to be right. You have to yeah, meet consumers where they are. And the icing on the cake for us is the give back and the ability to help fund school meals through the purchases. Um, but 100%, if the product isn't spot on and, and what people are looking for, you know, you're not, you're not going to win. Um, and it is so fun to understand, yeah, what makes people tick for us. It's, you know, in the bag business, what are the needs? What are what does a busy, you know, woman, a mom need to get around for her day? And what are those, what's that offering we can build out for her? Um, it's really fun to get to know, to know your consumer and and kind of understand what makes them tick and what they, what they need. I love it. I, I'm so curious too. I mean, you've, you and I were chatting about I've definitely been in some same circles with you and you've been you've been speaking about your product, you know, over the last 15 years being an entrepreneur. Do you think that that's part of the journey? I mean, you really need to be able to get out there and and I think so many people picked up on the bag. Maybe they saw it at Whole Foods uh, or Amazon or some of these or on the subway, but then they also heard you speaking about it. I'm so curious um, mm. what part of that do you think is important for an entrepreneur? Because I think often people don't mm. realize this when they have an idea that they actually have to, um, or yeah. they should be out speaking about it. It's just, it's uh, a way to get people to Engaged. understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a great question. And yeah, someone who I don't pers I 
I'm not an extrovert in that way. Like I don't love <laughs> public speaking necessarily. It's something I've practiced and I I feel like I've gotten better at, um, which is a fun challenge always. But 100%, like if this is something you founded, you want to make work, yeah, you need to put your whole whole self into it has been my experience, which means being a spokesperson for, and I mean, so many people want to connect with the human behind a brand. So being available to totally. be that human, I think is important. And at the same time, I do think it's a balance. I don't want it to be the Lauren show. Like I want people, and I don't think that's ultimately what makes people purchase a bag. It may be the reason they learn about it for the first time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if that is great, like ultimately though, what, what's going to make them then convert and to be a customer is they need to, yeah, love the product. Again, the price has to be right. Oh, and, and isn't it nice? It's, you know, feeding 10 kids in school. Um, and if certainly if I can be the vehicle for that initial awareness, wonderful, but I, um, I never want to trump the brand in that way. Like I want feed to, to be able to speak for itself as well. Well, and I don't think you do at all, but I do (laughs) think it's an important piece. And I think that you've helped spread really the mission and the purpose behind um, such a great initiative. So, well, thank you you so much for coming on and uh, really appreciate learning a lot more and all about your journey. So best of luck uh, moving forward. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head-on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.